Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. October the 11th. That means it's time for the Broncos Blitz for this Tuesday. Coming to you, as we do uh, for most of these shows, from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. A big day out here. I'm Jake Marsing, of course, 5280sportsnetwork.com's featured writer, Broncos beat writer. Uh, Ryan Green, usually with me. He is out again. We hope to get Ryan back for picks uh, sometime near the end of the week. But for right now, it's just you and I. And I think that's okay. You and I can get a little bit acquainted with one another. Big, big day out here for the Denver Broncos as they prepare to take on the San Diego Chargers on Thursday night. Quick turnaround, really kind of a fascinating day. Everybody essentially spoke today. You had Jody Camillus, who's interim head coach, in Gary Kubiak's absence. We talked about that yesterday here on the Broncos Blitz. Uh, Wade Phillips, Rick Dennison, Trevor Simeon, Vaughn Miller, Marius Thomas in the locker room, C.J. Anderson yesterday. Everybody who could talk and does talk to the media did speak today. And the two themes that I really took away were, one, living without Gary Kubiak in the building, and two, Trevor Simeon looks ready to play this uh, Thursday night against the Chargers. Let's start with that first theme, living without Gary Kubiak. Of course, Coach Kubiak, the head coach of this Denver Bronco football club, out this week after suffering a, a pretty serious health scare in the locker room following the Broncos' 23-16 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Kub had to be taken out on a stretcher, taken to a local hospital, where he was diagnosed with a complex migraine condition. Essentially, he gets uh, very serious migraines that are almost uh, equivalent to strokes in terms of symptoms, and uh, he is dealing with that this week, trying to get some more tests done, see exactly what's going on and how he can best handle his health going forward. But that means out here the Broncos are left without their leader as they try and prepare for the San Diego Chargers on a short week. Thursday night football, not necessarily uh, the most the, the best product or the most uh, watched product the NFL has to offer, but it is something that the league's trying to implement. So the Broncos trying to go through this schedule without Gary Kubiak. Jody Camillus asked by John Elway, as we talked about yesterday, to step into that role. He spoke today for about 15 minutes, actually. Pretty lengthy little press conference for the interim head coach. Talked about uh, what his influences are going to be, how he's going to handle game management, who's going to step into his role in game management, uh, what the situation is with the, with injuries, and all the different things that a head coach has to do, which is something that he mentioned. He didn't quite understand the responsibilities that a head coach has in the NFL that Gary Kubiak has been able to manage so efficiently and effectively. Jody Camillus really was pretty insightful today, and one of the things that he talked about, and he kind of mentioned this yesterday too, was that Gary Kubiak has set a template for this organization. 
in terms of, you know, top to bottom. And the one thing uh, Jody Camillus mentioned today was schedule. He said that Gary Kubiak's schedule in terms of how he goes about the week might be the best schedule uh, that he's ever been around. And Joe D has been in the NFL since 1988 when he actually was with uh, this Broncos team as the special teams coach. Same role he's in now. Uh, way back in 88 under the, in those uh, last few Dan Reeves years. And then, uh, of course, coached under Dan Reeves in Atlanta and then kind of made his way around, was in Chicago and, and Dallas and some other places before winding up back here. Jody's been around the block, and for him to say that Gary Kubiak's schedule and the system that, that Gary has in place uh, is one of the best he's ever been around is a pretty high compliment for Gary. And frankly, I agree. I think the way that the Broncos usually operate is pretty effective. They come in in the mornings, they'll have morning meetings, uh, they'll have practice at about, uh, well, the day starts for them usually with treatment. They'll have treatment in the morning, and then they'll do morning meetings, uh, then they'll have practice about midday. And then in the afternoon, they'll do all the media availability, open locker room and things like that will usually happen uh, in the afternoon. And then they'll have nighttime meetings, dinner meetings, and uh, those sorts of things. This week, the schedule gets a little bit thrown off because of the short week. The goal out here for the Broncos is not to rev up the motor or, or get ready to go or get ready to play. The goal out here really is to preserve your body. You're really playing realistically with uh, maybe a day and a half of practice time as opposed to the usual three to four days that you get during the week. Uh, they practiced last night at about 6.30 in the field house under the lights. Uh, they stretched, looked like they wanted to go a little bit up-tempo, but we couldn't really uh, see anything that they were doing. Uh, today they started practice at about 3.30, and we were told it's essentially going to be a a glorified stretch. Uh, that's what it was. We went out there and they were stretching. They, they, they're going to do a little bit of a walkthrough, uh, a little bit of a, of an offensive walkthrough as they try and work on some of those kinks in the offensive game plan that they've got to work out. But for all those who, who hit me up on Twitter and said, Hey, are the Broncos going harder? Is their intensity up this week after Falcons loss? Are they, the answer to that is no, and that's not because they're not trying to, to hurry the pace or trying to up the energy or up the intensity. It's simply because Thursday night football does not allow for that. You cannot work your body like they usually do during the week and then come in on Thursday night with really, you know, not, no rest, essentially, and uh, and play any kind of a competitive football game. It's part of the reason that Thursday night games have been so bad. Uh, for the NFL, first, I mean, the product has just been awful this season, last season, since it's become a mainstay of the league. It has not been a good product, and the league knows that, and they're trying to find ways to make it more engaging for players and fans. One way that they've done that this season has been the introduction of these color rush uniforms. The Broncos had their color rush helmets, uh, in the locker room for the first time today. It's a cool look. I'm not going to lie. It's got the, the, the old D logo on the side with the fire spitting horse and uh, the color is different. The old Broncos helmet from the eighties, uh, seventies, eighties and nineties, it had a much lighter blue. This one is, is kind of the same Navy color that the Broncos use now, uh, just with the, the D logo attached to it. It's, it's not a, a bad looking helmet. I asked CJ Anderson in the locker room what he thinks of, 
the helmet. He, he didn't really care all that much. He said yesterday that he thought it was going to make him look like a pumpkin. Uh, Cody Latimer said kind of the same thing. There's a mixed reaction to that in the locker room. But I, I think as the NFL tries to develop Thursday night football into a mainstay, tries to find ways to make it work, whether it's live streaming it on Twitter or spreading it across the NFL network and CBS, basically putting it on as many television networks and, and media platforms as they can, it's still not a very good product. And the fundamental reason for that is the way that these teams have to prepare. They don't have any time, and I mean any time, to prepare for these Thursday night games. I've heard that for so long, but really seeing it firsthand this week is is such a shell shock because the Broncos are going to have to travel, get on an airplane tomorrow morning, less than, what, 72 hours after losing to the Falcons and get ready to play a game? That I, That is actually really frustrating. It, it makes for a bad product, and it really makes things difficult on these players as they try and get ready to go. It's part of the reason that guys like Donald Stevenson and Virgil Green and, to some extent, even Trevor Simeon, who we'll talk about more in a second, really probably could have played last week, but the team decided to keep them out, knowing full well that, you know, four days later we're going to have to play another game. Uh, it's a heck of a lot for most of these players. There is probably one big exception to that rule, though, and that's Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller said today that he's, you know, I'm still a young guy. I'm still, I'm still set and ready to go. I could play if I wanted to. I could play back to back games, Von said, as we all collectively laughed. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. If Von would be able to do that, but that guy is an absolute freak. And those of you who follow me on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing, I tweeted out just kind of a screenshot from, uh, the game on Sunday where Von Miller just absolutely sandblasted. Uh, a run blocker and just the way Vaughn is able to leverage his body and create space for himself uh, in the run game as well as obviously his skill as a pass as a, a pass rusher is is pretty remarkable. I asked Mike McCoy today, the San Diego Chargers head coach who was here with the Broncos back in 2011 when Vaughn came into the league, what kind of growth he's seen out of Vaughn as a pass rusher and as a player. And McCoy said, look, that's he was special when we got him. He was special when he came in there. And he's only grown as a player since then because that's what the great ones do. The Broncos are lucky to have a great one like Vaughn Miller. So while Vaughn may be able to handle kind of this up-tempo pacing that he's having to deal with this week, the one guy who kind of my eyes have been on all week, most of the eyes in the facility have been on all week, uh, is Trevor Simeon. The Broncos still listed as the starting quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, sorry, Paxton and Lynch fans. All signs right now point to him playing. There's a full story on this up at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Everything up there right now that we have seen, based on what we're hearing from the coaches, what Trevor has told us, what uh, kind of the, the vibe is in the building is that Trevor Simeon is going to be the Broncos' starting quarterback this weekend, and that's a good thing. You look in that locker room and you watch how guys interact with Trevor and how he interacts with them. He interacts with them like he's the leader in the locker room, like he is the guy, and the Broncos believe he's the guy. He's the best quarterback that they have on their roster right now. 
does the potential of Paxton Lynch always, is it always going to intrigue you? Absolutely it is. The kid is a phenomenal arm talent. Rick Dennison even said that today. But the bottom line for these Broncos is, and I, I don't know who said it, it was somebody on the radio this week who said it really effectively. What the Broncos need right now is not what Paxton Lynch could be. It's what Trevor Simeon is. And Trevor Simeon is a guy who's going to be able to stay on schedule, do what the coaches tell him to, go where the play is designed to go, get rid of the ball quickly. That helps out his offensive line, which we've talked about so much as being a little bit of a sieve in the last couple of weeks, and ultimately help his team win games. I love Paxton Lynch. I love Paxton's upside. I love his ability as a quarterback, but right now, and I think for the rest of the season, Trevor Simeon is the guy. I wrote in the, or I don't know if I remember if it, if it made the story or not, but one of the things that I was going to write in the story that is up on, on the website about Simeon is that there's no chance of him being Wally Pipped anymore. Uh, that isn't going to happen. The Broncos have seen enough out of Paxton Lynch to know that he's got to go back in the oven for a little bit longer because he's not done developing and growing as a player. Trevor Simeon very well might be. Uh, he has really shown himself to be a leader in the locker room, a leader on the field. Does he make mistakes? Absolutely. But the Broncos are fully confident in his ability as a player to be able to take care of business, even on a short week against the Chargers. He had a little bit of an, a little bit of an advantage as well, because out on, on Saturday when uh, Gary Kubiak, before obviously Coach Kubiak's health issue uh, emerged, Coach Kubiak told him that he wasn't going to be playing on Sunday, and Trevor immediately took to film on the San Diego Chargers. He said, all right, I'm going to get ready to play these Chargers, and we're going to go from there. So right now, the way things stand, Trevor Simeon appears like he's going to be uh, starting for the Broncos on Thursday night against the San Diego Chargers. We will see exactly how things shake out. It's not official yet, I should make that clear. But the one thing, the, the kind of image to me that really painted the picture was when we came out onto the practice field to, uh, for the media viewing period. For the first time all year, they had practice uh, out on the far field. There, there are, for those who've ever been to training camp, <laughs> there are three fields out at the UC Health Training Center, not including the field house, the indoor field house. There are three outdoor fields, uh, two that are kind of one close to the hill, one close to the building. They flip those sometimes. But then there's a third field, which is a far field, which is much closer to the field house, kind of tucked away over in the corner. That's where they had practice today, and it was less a practice more than it was a, a glorified walkthrough and a stretch. Uh, but as all of his teammates were coming out on the field in, in, you know, hats and beanies and no pads, no shoulder pads, some of them I didn't think were even wearing cleats. I think I might have seen some flip-flops or sandals on a couple of the guys. Uh, but all the guys came out really relaxed, joking with each other. I saw Joe D. Camillus even joking with Aqib Tlaib for a little bit. And then out from a back door, from the, the side door, everybody was coming out one door and then... From the other door, the door closer to the locker room, Trevor Simeon storms out onto the field by himself in full shoulder pads. And he has this look on his face that I'm coming out here to do my job, to practice the right way to get ready to play tomorrow night because this is my team. That's the way it feels out here right now. And the Denver Broncos are going to look to uh, to give Trevor that opportunity to prove it that this really is 
his football team uh, Thursday night in San Diego. We've got some good sound uh, out of the locker room today that I may post into this podcast tomorrow. Uh, We will see, depending on what news breaks between now and then. Other than that, it is all Chargers all the time. We've also got to obviously break this game down, which we'll do uh, tomorrow. That podcast will come out and I am really going to try and get a game review out this week. The last two weeks have been tricky because those game reviews take so much out of me, the, the, the long game reviews that so many of you have complimented us on that we did with the Colts and the Buccaneers. I'm going to try and get another one of those up this week. If I can get that done tomorrow, we will include the Game Recap podcast in it, as well as its own separate post. Otherwise, I will, we will definitely do the Game, rec- uh, the game Preview excuse me, podcast here on the Broncos Blitz. No doubt about that. Come back tomorrow. We'll break down Broncos Chargers. We may have some sound from the locker room. We'll have lots and lots of good things planned here on the Broncos Blitz. I miss Ryan Green. I really do. We hope to get him back by the end of the week. But for now, and for everybody at 5280sportsnetwork.com, give me a follow on Twitter. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. Until I hear, uh, until I talk to you next time, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.